When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Got yourself a gun. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Bernard. Mike Gelfand will be our special guest in the first hour, and while Mike's here, we're going to cut a couple of commercials for Saber while he's on the show. So, as Doug just said, you get to take a peek inside, man. Which will drive you outside. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be. We'll be right back with the family. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Well, uh, we did a, a Help Wanted commercial this morning, and I got three emails from customers after the morning spot, so that was really nice. I haven't had a chance to respond to them, but we are on a hiring spree in the Twin Cities sales positions. About half of our stores are looking for people. It's a really a, a cool job. You know, it's car sales people get a bad rep, but it's one of the reasons they came back a, a million years ago was when Walzer went one price and stopped negotiating and just putting really good prices up there. I thought that's the way the future of the car business is going to be. If you want to join, uh, it's a 12-week training program. It's a paid position with salary. There is a bonus when you start selling cars, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So you can go to walzer.com, hit careers, and get more information. Or, like most KQ listeners do, just email me directly at doug at walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. 
or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. So did we come back in time for the listeners to hear how... Doug stabbed me in the back oh, on a Walzer oh, commercial. No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Tom. My favorite Warren Zevon songs. <laughs> poor, poor, pitiful me. Poor, poor. That's a great song. It's <laughs> a great song. I love that song. He was an interesting guy, man, because he was on, I believe, Electra. I think he was on I the think Electra he was. label. So I used to run into him once in a while because Bo Siegel, who was the Electra guy, and I was the Capital guy. We lived together over. Over in uh, Kenwood, <clears throat> and so I would run into these guys, and, and of course, the day I ran into him was about two weeks after he fell off the stage and broke his leg, Ugh. so he was hobbling around on crutches, and what a talented guy. Though. He really was a great, great musician. I uh, I read his biography uh, a few years ago, and apparently he had a little bit of an alcohol and drug pro- problem think? in his 20s and 30s i think he i think he did manage to kick it well before he passed away died yeah. of lung cancer i believe and he never smoked i think that's what took him yeah, i don't know if i'm buying that one you know what i mean well i don't know it's you feel me back in the 70s and 80s if the musician smoked it was always on the album cover right yeah that's true yeah that <laughs> I don't is remember true seeing the excitable boy with a pack of heaters you know. All right, we got Gelfand. Gelfano's on the phone. Michael. What's happening, Tom? So you couldn't come in. You come in for Sandy, but not for me. I'm deeply hurt. Uh, well, you know, uh, it was fun going into Bob's studio, but it's been about, what, eight months now? You haven't been in his studio in eight months? No, I mean, we stopped quite a while ago and uh, with, because of the pandemic, and uh, so... Uh, and I, and I have to admit, I, I kind of like not going in, not because I don't love working with the guys, but just because, you know, it gets me that extra 40 minutes of sleep. So you get up at like 1 or 2 in the afternoon then? Uh, well, that's that's when I get back up, yeah. When you get back up, so you get up earlier and then you... The other day, matter of fact, I skipped... Uh, it's been a, an interesting time on a morning show right now, but... Uh, I woke up at 1.30 on Tuesday morning and got home from work at 8.30 that night. 19-hour day, Mike. It was just wonderful. You're working too hard, Tom. And it doesn't do me any good because pretty much 90% of people are a massive pain in the ass. But other than that, everything is good. Do you, you know- may remember this, uh, but uh, one day when we were doing the morning show, you know, I would, I would set my alarm for 6 a.m., maybe 5.45 and uh on that particular day my uh, there'd been a short power outage oh so yeah my, you know so my alarm clock didn't go off at five forty-five. i woke up 10 hours later <laughs> there you go i thought it was funny but when i called hamilton to tell him i did just woken up he was not amused oh, get over it yeah he got over it why don't you call him again and go hey why didn't you get the vikings when you had a chance <laughs> that's uh well right you know very soon he might you you guys might be grateful for that yeah well i our yeah. sports gonna la sports might collapse completely mike i've been watching sports my god the sports in this state suck it's bad and of course it's uh and, and next year most of us will be frozen out of watching the twins anyway 
That's what I understand. What is that all about? Now, you, you can get them, I think, on, on Direct Stream, which used to be AT&T. Direct Stream? Yeah, it's called your Direct TV Stream. Yeah. Yeah, and, huh. and you can get them on, right now you can get them on Direct TV, but you won't be able to next year, as I understand it. So oh, you're really? going to have to pay that, you know, the ransom of something like that. Everything's going to pay-per-view. Uh, and, uh, you know, is at the heart of that is one of our most uh, prestigious broadcasting companies, St. Clair Broadcasting. Oh, they're a bunch of lefties, right? Uh, yeah. Is they Sin- let these weasels in, and this is what happens. Are you talking about Sinclair or St. Clair? Sinclair, yes. Yeah, Sinclair, that's, that's, a, that's a Jesus deal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, well, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a lot more and, uh, oh, and yet a lot less. It's uh, no, that's you know they're they're the ones who write uh, who write editorials for their eighty six anchor people around the country to read. What you... So like, like you've got like you know like I don't know how many there really are, but maybe it's fifty sixty stations, and they're all mostly just small market stations. Sinclair got... has one hundred ninety three stations. One hundred ninety three TV stations. Yeah, and and I don't know what the biggest market is, but. Most of them would be small to middle market, I guess. Yeah, most South and Midwest, it says. Yeah. So, so on, on any given night, you might have, uh, you know, that all those anchor people reading the exact same editorial. Mm-hmm. Most of it saying that Democrats are communists and that Donald Trump has been uh, sanctified by God to be our leader. So basically, it's no different than television news, because that's all either <laughs> way left or way right. There's nobody yeah, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, not much in the middle anymore, is there? No, there's, there's not a whole lot in the middle. I don't even think there is a middle anymore. I can't name one. Me. I'm the middle. I'm the only one left. I'm Tom, uh, just you. We all, we all bless you for the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I really appreciate it. No, it's, it's gotten psychotic, Mike. I, and here's what I take away from it. If you watch one channel, everybody on there is incredibly arrogant. And then you watch another channel, and everybody on there is incredibly smug. So you know they're all having meetings going, hey, look, put a sad look on your face. Don't, don't be smiling or don't look normal. Put a sad look on your face so it, it has a greater impact on the story you're reading. Yeah, I love it when they have like, this Pagliacci look to them while they're reading a story. It's exactly. Like, Come on. Exactly. Yeah. They look like Pagliacci. It's hilarious. Well, I love the guys and and women who are telling people not to get the vaccine. And, you know, every one of those people who are warning people about the vaccine took it the day it came out. Probably true. That's probably true. I just don't have... There's so many things happening now, Mike. As long as we're in in this wheelhouse, there are so many things happening now. I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. And it's the far left and the far right. It's both of them. I mean, we got, uh, you know, you're talking about... Uh, everybody has to be vaccinated. First of all, I do not like mandated vaccination. I was vaccinated because uh, Doug Sprinthal teed it up after the company said we well, actually get did it right here on the podcast. Yeah, we made did the yeah. appointment. Yes, we yeah, we did. did. It's like Tom, this is pretty easy. Let's go. So I said okay, but I went and got vaccinated. I whatever. I, I don't give a rat's ass. And, but I'm seeing so many things now, Mike, that I thought I'd never see on the news. Uh, I, I I never thought I'd see the day when a black man ran for the governor of California and was called the black face of white supremacy, and a white woman with a pink monkey face th- was throwing eggs at him. But somehow that's not racist. Well, they combine theater and politics. Oh, that's not what it is. Okay. But, but it was interesting, you know, that, that there were 46 Republican candidates. Oh, really? 
46 Republicans were running in that election. And, but, but the guy who, who winds up being, being the, the most popular among the Republicans is Larry Box Elder. Yeah, Elder, right, and Larry I Elder. I call him yeah. Box Elder, of course, because he has the intellect of a tree. So like and, all uh, other politicians, you mean, he'd fit right in. Well, more or less, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are some, you wouldn't, you, don't, you wouldn't necessarily like the ones who are smart, and neither would I. Right. But there are some smart ones. Some of them I wish were dumber. But, you know, the guys, look, you, you know as well as I do that no radio talk show host is qualified to run for public office. Oh, God, no. There's, a, there's no way. No. No, you're absolutely So there right. he was. Well, and, except uh, for Alex Jones. Oh, I forgot Alex Jones. Yeah, he should run. No question about it. Well, yeah, Look, he's too powerful for that. I literally say about at least once a week, most often 55 times a week, radio people are incredibly stupid. So, you know, maybe I should stop saying that, but uh, if it weren't so true, I wouldn't say it. But well, television people are dumber than radio people, and newspaper people are even dumber than them. So what does that tell you? Yeah, it might be true. about. Uh, I'm qualified more to talk about newspaper people since that's my background. And and the uh, the, the steep decline in, in quality of oh, newspapers. Oh. Is, but that's been engineered by, by the hedge funds, Tom. No, that's you're right. That's what they no, want. No, they want you're, stupid you're right. people. Yep, you're 100% right about that. I'm glad you brought that up because they want people to be stupid. They and, really and hedge do. Funds, you know, hedge funds want people to, in general... They want to. They want to create dumb, untalented industries because then they don't have to pay anyone anything. That's exactly the argument. There's no doubt. And when it doesn't work, did you see some of the latest ratings on on the news channels on stream? You know, streaming news channels. No. They're not good for anybody. No. Everybody's down. I will tell you that. Yeah. But uh, and you know they always talk about you know Fox has got the highest rating. Well, there's only two conservative ones, and there's like 55 liberal ones. So when you're cutting well, you a got, piece now of pie, you got you got, the, you got more conservative ones with you know you could call them fringe, but yeah. So you know there's One American Network and there's Newsmax. Oh, and, oh yeah. And there's all the St. Clair affiliates and. Does anybody know about this? They're out there. I know that Newsmax, I, I, I had uh, lunch one day with a guy who owned Newsmax, and he asked me if I would endorse his product. Then he found out how much it cost, and I never did. Mm. <laughs> didn't get that return call? No, nah, I didn't get the return call once I told him how much it would cost to, to, for me to do it, and I, apparently he didn't want to spend the money. I but. love this. You Google Newsmax ratings, two stories, literally side by side. Story A, Newsmax viewership down 56%, missing goal to overtake Fox. Story B, Newsmax sees big ratings win over Fox. <laughs> they there were published two weeks apart. There it oh, is. Man. There's nobody telling the truth no, anymore. No, everything Mike. is a lie. Everything's a lie now. Everything. And you don't know which one's a lie either. They could both be lies for all we know. Uh, you know, I just, I just surf. I think a lot of people do. And then I eventually, after about five minutes, I just say, what the hell, and I turn the TV off and I feed the cat. Yeah, that's a good Pretty much. I can't watch the news for more than five minutes. I just can't. I, I listen no, to BBC it's, it's in the afternoon. Really I think BBC's it's pretty good, good Yeah, BBC's pretty good. If it wasn't for the Nicki Minaj story, I wouldn't have watched TV in the last 24 hours. Nicki's a little a little worked up right now about the, what, was it the vax? Is that what she was talking about, vaccination? Well, she apparently she, what she was saying was that she had a cousin who had a friend whose testicles became grossly 
swollen because of the vaccine. Okay. Are you yeah. kidding? No, she did no. say that. Oh, yeah. my God. She said yeah. That, yeah. And I think what happened was, pro- probably what happened was, this this person, this guy, probably went to Florida for some cosmetic surgery. Maybe. Now, as you know, you'd much rather stay in Trinidad for cosmetic surgery than go to Florida. Well, sure, absolutely. In Florida, they have, basically, you know, they have all these all these cosmetic surgeons, some of whom may actually have been to medical school, in, in, in basically in, in, in every uh, mall. That so is true. So the guy walks in, this guy walks in to one of these cosmetic surgical places, and he says, uh, and, and he's looking, he's probably looking to get his testicles inflated, right? He wants a testicle. Pro- probably so he walks true. in and he says, he says uh, I'm looking for a nut job. And the receptionist says, you're at the right place. <laughs> Your cousin's here. Your cousin's right here, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So basically the world is the same. It's always been. One thing uh, I got to say is my favorite radio day to this day happened about 36 years ago on the KQ Morning Show, maybe 35 years ago. I walk in and Mike Gelfand is sitting at the uh, little center table. And he's got both hands over his face, and he hears me coming. Does not take the, his hands away from his face. Doesn't look up, but he knows it's me. And he goes just like this. This job is not worth this early hour. I will never forget that as long as I live. It was fantastic. Like, yeah, there was a minor breakdown. There was a minor breakdown, absolutely. Well, so now, Mike, you and I are going to do some commercials. Is that correct? That's what I'm told, yeah. Or do you want to do them during it so the people can hear the two two true professionals at work? Industry titans. Industry titans, yeah, there you go. Uh, we could, you know, we could do that sort of a, sort of a, it's a turn it into kind of a, a, a radio theater. Yeah, radio theater. So, so let me bring them up here. I've got to make sure that I got them right here. I'm pretty sure I got them. It's a 30 and a 60, right? It was a 30 and a 60. Okay. <clears throat> That's exactly right. And to, uh, you do know, Mike, that I've gotten, uh, at this point in my life, I do one take per commercial. That's it. Even if you mess it up, you just keep it in there. Yeah, I just keep it in there. Sounds good to me. That, uh, was, uh, that was the uh, Kevin Garnett theory. Oh, it definitely was the Kevin Garnett theory. You're right about that. I had, I had a friend who was working on a TV spot that uh, Garnett was, was, uh, was doing, and apparently they were paying him, you know, like, like $40,000 or something. Right. So... Uh, they uh, they tell him to be there at 10 in the morning. His entourage arrives like at 3 in the afternoon. Mm. Everybody's on double time by then. Garnett comes in. They get everybody uh, everybody put in place. And they record the spot. And the first take is really horrible. Mm-hmm. And they say to him, uh, all right, you know, uh, you know how it works, Tom. And, you know, the, the, the director will say, that was fantastic, Kevin. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was that was. That was you know, that was the best read I've ever heard. So now the, the next time we try it, why don't we this time try to, you know, you know how it goes. Yep, oh yeah. And Kevin Garnett says, nope. Gets in the limo and he's gone. Well, he kind of shoulder to shoulder with Orson Welles. Remember what Orson Welles said? What was that? Orson, uh, great take. It sounded terrific. And he goes, well, thank you very much. Why don't we do another one? My God, you people are such pests. <laughs> that, was, that, that was kind of what Robert Goulet said when I did that Miller Lite commercial oh, with him. Yes, I remember yeah. that. He's, he's in Vegas. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So we read the spot, and he doesn't understand the concept. He, he doesn't understand that the spot is making fun of his arrogance and his basic lack of talent, right? <laughs> so, we, you, we, and I, I, oddly enough, you, you find it hard to believe, I play the part of a nerd. No! That was back in the good old days when I was, when I was the, 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 probably the, the reigning Twin Cities nerd on, on radio commercials. Sure. One absolutely. day I woke up, I heard some younger guy doing my nerd spot, and I just said, okay, I quit. I'm I knew I was over. I'm and uh, I'm... so so we do the spot, and it's time for him to come in, and he says, But I'm Robert Goulet, <laughs> and this is how I talk to the ladies. The ladies. So we do the spot. Everyone, everyone here in Minneapolis is squirming, you know, looking at each other like, you know, what TF, you know, that whole thing. And the director says, <clears throat> That was fantastic. Bob... That was one of the best reads I've heard. So um, now let's try a, a little bit more. Well, let's just be a little more conversational. There's a long pause, at which point he says, What I'm doing today is called acting. Oh, God, I remember <laughs> that. I do remember it. <laughs> what I'm doing today is called acting. Yeah, okay, well, I bet it is. Acting. I bet it is my one of my favorites of all time. We won't identify who it was, but I'm cutting a commercial with them. And uh, at the very end of the commercial, it, it said, oh, i got to go feed my dog, right? And then you could hear the dog barking in the background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Goes to the line and says, I have to go feed my dog, SFX dog bark. Wow. They read... The direction for the audio you know? drop as part of the SFX dog bark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what the? All right. You want to? We have yep. one up here. We got the 30 up first. Is that the 30 good by you? Yeah, we jump in with the 30 and then we kind of elongate. Okay, we'll do that. Now, it says here, and we are back with stretches picks. Do you want stretches picks or stretch picks, which is what they were called on KQ? Well, I don't know. You know, the, the problem is my intellectual property still belongs to KQRS. Oh, well, we'll do stretches picks then. Yeah, Never mind. there you go. I'm glad I asked you. It's actually not a bad point. Okay, you ready? Mm hmm And we are back with stretches picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. And this has been Stretch's Picks. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. I hope that wasn't the 30. Yeah, me too. That was uh, 57 seconds yeah, long. I was going to say, 50, well, these are just... These. I, I, I kind of wondered halfway through uh, <laughs> yeah. if we weren't going a little long. Well, we just did the 60 then. I well, think these so. Are, these are, these are well, just, let's see. No, this so, this I, is the 30. Um, yep. I think they're both 60s. I think, I think you're going to have to cut out every other word. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, yeah, he's no, just that now back stretches picks. I think he's just playing. Saber. He's playing. He's you know playing. What? These maybe, maybe he just maybe. No, no, no. I mean, they'll. I, I think, think they'll handle it. I'll send him over, and they'll know what the deal is. I think. Yeah, I think it's just for them to hear the way it's going to sound. Yeah. Who, who wrote it? Uh, I think well, it was I don't Ray Bell. Any names here? <laughs> Ray Bell. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Did you well, like that probably, take? It was good. Probably yeah. the way he heard it in his head, and you know, I maybe I'm a little slow these days. Yeah, well, there were some pauses because of the phone, but I mean, that's like maybe five seconds total. Yeah, no big deal. Do you want to do another one? You want to move on to the other sixty? Yeah, let's go on to the well. Yeah, this one's probably ninety. This is going to be a one twenty. <laughs> that's yeah. what you're but thinking. I'll, I'll try to hurry it up. That's about all I can do. Okay, let me just figure that. Yeah, don't hurry it up too much because that'll sound like crap. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, you ready? Yeah. Stretches picks are back. You know, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks, Tom. Yeah. And I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, I know that. Uh, who you got this week? Well, Chicago drafted a QB. A. Rogers, the reigning MVP. The Vikings have a new kicker. Sounds familiar, huh? Are you picking the purple? Did you know that unsportsmanlike conduct is going to be a point of emphasis this year? Could be a problem. I may have heard something about that. So... Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. That's all the teams in the division. I know that. So you're not making a pick? Oh, I'm making a pick. Well, who would your pick be? I'm going with Sabre, Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Okay, well, that's not even a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. Sabre does the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. They're one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep. I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. And this has been Stretch's Picks. Uh, one more thing. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. What'd you get, Doug? 113. Yeah, minute eight and minute 12. Well, again, he's going to use just use these to play for the client, who's a great guy. Well, 113, he could easily pare down to one, I think. Yeah, so... so. But, again, like I said, he just wants to hear how we Oh, how so we these are specs, so you can just... Well, he wants to do it, but these are just kind of speckish. So oh, they have an okay. opportunity to hire more staff to handle the onslaught of... Yeah, once they hear Gelfand. Gelfand. Four board ops and uh, two mic ops. And exactly. So what did you think, Mike? Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's fine. We'll send those over, and then, then he can cut them shorter, and then we'll have to recut them, but that's fine. No, I thought uh, our usual chemistry came through. Our chemistry's about, what, like 40 years old now? It's funny how it doesn't really stop. Yeah. No, that's true. That's that's very, very true. Sometimes the chemistry is like me throwing acid in your face, but it's still chemistry. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I've no. been through rough patches before with people. You know. <laughs> oh, we got to take a break. Are you going to stay with us for the second segment? Well, if you want me to. Why, absolutely. Doug Sprinthal's all excited. I am. Well, Indeed. Well, if Doug's excited, I'm excited. We'll be right back more with Mike Gelfand on the podcast with the family. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listener? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank 
cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they were referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Listen up, drivers. Are you doing the same thing every day, driving the same hours, making the same money? Well, stop and listen. Priority Courier Experts has a wide range of driving opportunities available right now. So if you're a professional driver or determined to become one, we can show you the benefits of partnering with Priority. Hey, Forrest, can you tell the good drivers of the Twin Cities which vehicles Priority has available in their lease-to-own program? Well, I'd really like my friend Bubba to help me with this. Forrest, we have dock trucks, tractor-trailer trucks, flatbed trucks, curtain-side dock trucks, flatbed Moffat trucks, Ford Transit and Transit Connect Vans trucks. Hey, Forrest, shouldn't we have a shrimp truck? Bubba? I think you're on to something there. There you have it. Every kind of vehicle you could imagine, all doing same-day deliveries in town. Call Priority right now, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. i never seen you looking so bad, my funky we are back, ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest, Mike Gelfand. Uh, I met Mike, well, I actually met Mike for the first time about 40 years ago at Met Stadium. I can't remember who followed one back, but didn't it hit you right in the noggin? I, all I heard was the music. Oh, you didn't hear me talking? Uh, no, I just, I'm, I'm sure it was great on, on your end, but you know how the music sort of overpowers everything. Okay, well, I'll ask you the question again. I do believe the first time I ever met you, you had just been hit in the head by a foul ball at Met Stadium. <laughs> well, well, no, actually what happened was I was on the way. I was, I was rushing to get out the door and get to, get to Met Stadium. And I somehow managed to, and of course, you know, being five foot six, it doesn't happen to me often, but I managed to scrape my head on this alcove. That was o- that was over the entrance to my apartment. Oh God! Oh man! So I rushed down to uh, to to HCMC, got stitched up, had a towel there to uh, yep. stop the, <laughs> the bleeding, and then wound up you know rushing over to the ballpark with a friend with the towel on my head. I remember seeing you. There was a bloody towel on your noggin the first time I ever saw you. <laughs> but it's true. You 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 got the the gist of it right. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course, more. and then of course, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm I'm hearing you uh, hassling Joe Rudy. <laughs> I used to love hassling Joe Rudy. Loved it. Oh my God! And who's the other one? The the guy who used to wear the patent leather baseball shoes. Uh, oh, what the hell was his name? He he played for the California Angels and the Boston Red Sox. Got oh, some, I God, yeah, I can't know remember his name. Yeah. But he got so pissed at me one time when he struck out, and I was making fun of his, you know, his uh, Wizard of Oz little Dorothy shoes that he was wearing. Somehow, I don't know how it happened when he struck out. The the bat was released from his hand and hit the screen right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, one of the, of course, I covered the Twins for several years, and probably the nicest guy on the team. And I'm saying this despite the fact that he really didn't like me very much. 
But I don't hold that against anyone. If I did, I'd be mad at everybody. It was it was Roy Smalley, and I'll, I'll just give oh, you an really? example. Well, he was just he was always in. The, well, you know, I mean, I was I sometimes I wrote humorous things about about him and other players. Right. So I, I I wasn't really uh, looking to be popular, and I was succeeding wildly in not being popular. But um, it was the last day of the season. And I was just uh, I was just hanging out. I, I was covering the game, but I was I was doing it from the stands. And um, I was right behind home plate. There's like I don't know. There's like maybe 400 people in the ballpark. Oh sure. And, and this and uh, Smalley strikes out. And this this guy sitting right by me, is heckling him, you know, and he yells something to to Smalley like you know you know get your eyes checked or something stupid, you know, and. Smalley walks back to the to the netting. He's like, you know, 10 feet away from the guy. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be good. And Smalley says, I'd like to see you try to hit the ball. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. That was the most blistering he could be. Fred, somebody said it was Fred. God, I can't remember Oh, Jesus, I can see his face. I can see how... And by the way, you know the first comment I ever made about the Twins that appeared in a newspaper? Hmm. Was, I believe, in 1981? Is that when uh, Papa Jack... Oh, Freddie Lynn, of course. Fred Lynn, exactly. I knew his first name was Fred. Fred Lynn, that's exactly who it was. He hated my guts. Oh, I remember you hassling him. Yeah, you you had basically... You had Rudy in one corner and Lynn in the other. I did indeed... Oh, I love these stories, but I actually referred to uh, now Papa Jack. He was with the team that about eighty eighty one, right? That's about right. Um, isn't it? Earlier, because I covered him. Oh, so it was so even it would early, be like the, the mid to late seventies. But he oh might have still been there in eighty one. I can't remember, but I do remember one time, and I did not know Patrick Royce at the time. The first time I ever appeared in print commenting on the Twins when. <laughs> I'll never forget this. So Patrick Royce is at the game, and he's laughing, having, just having a great time, whatever. And he doesn't know me or whatever. Next day in the newspaper said, there's some crazy fan at the Twins game that kept calling uh, Papa Jack Papa Up. And everybody was <laughs> laughing. I actually made the newspaper back in the mid-'70s, man. Now we're talking. But, well, yeah, you, you know what? Hey, that would be late-'70s you made, you made the newspaper... Uh... Before that, because I did that story about you that you hated so much. Yeah, that's why we became friends. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, no, you did do a story on me. And, well, he came to my house, first of all, included in the article. And he got he got a little distant when he noticed I started bobbling all the bobbleheads to try to put up a hex on the other team. Remember well, that? Yeah, I, I thought it was quaint. It was quaint. That's exactly what it was. And then, of course, the other big one was when I get a call one day after Mike uh, succeeded in winning Wheel of Fortune, and he gets this uh, carpeting delivered to his house. And he goes, Tom, I had this big roll of carpet. Wait, 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 hang on a second. You were on Wheel of Fortune and you won carpeting? Well, this, these were, this was back in the days when you won prizes. Yes. You didn't win money. But it's a little austere, don't you think? <laughs> Well, well, I, I, mean, I they give uh, away cars and trips to Europe. Concrete well, I, I missed out on the car because I, I, although I had a chance at the Cadillac, it was a very difficult answer, and uh, I just, uh, 
I whiffed, that's all, so I didn't get the Cadillac. Instead, um, I got carpeting. And I used to, every time I wanted to piss Mike off, I'd go, God, you're, you look great from top to bottom. Yeah, that was the <laughs> final answer, yeah. was from top to bottom. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> As long as I live. So so anyway, I get to Mike Gelfand's house. Living over on what what is that? Uh... Those days I was I was living um, right off um, right off of uh, Cedar Lake France Road. Avenue. Yeah, France Avenue, exactly, right there. It was a long time ago, but yeah, it was a long time ago. He's living over there, and I go over to his house, and I go, okay, so you want me to? I'll get on the bottom, and then you just pick up the top, and I'll push it up the stairs. He goes, what? I said, well, I'll get on the back end. You just have, all you have to do is pick up your end, and I will push it up the stairs. And he goes, I'm not moving the carpet. That's why I called you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, you know, the sad thing is, here I am now, uh, you know, brittle, febile, you know, the whole thing, right? And I go to a funeral of a, of a Jewish relative, mm-hmm. and I'm the guy... Uh, now I'm the guy somehow who's supposed to uh, who's supposed to be at the end of the pallbearers, you know. Oh, so I actually yeah. have to do the lifting. Yes. So uh, it doesn't go well, of course, because most of my life I just like would stick a, an index finger out, stand in the middle, and pretend to be lifting it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Now I got to lift it. I know. That's not fair, Tom. It's not fair at all. Yeah, I, know, I remember you complained to Mister Mister about it. Well, Mr. 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 My cousin. His my cousin, cousin. Had a cousin named Mr. Mr. I'm was not a, making well, that actually up. Well, was, it was Mr. Margulies. Mr. Margulies is his real name. But, huh? yeah, people you know, people might whimsically call him Mr. Mr. Yeah. God, those were the days, Mike, I tell you. You had little little babies running around the house. I've known you. I, I, must, I must have met you 45 years ago, I bet. I bet you it's that long ago. Well, I remember, uh, God, I remember so clearly the day Andy was born. Oh, yeah. Back in 86. Back in 86, it's all true. Tom, you didn't know the trouble he'd cause you. I never knew all the hell he was about to raise, but... So this is uh, very weird, but someone out there uh, basically does the minutes of every Wheel of Fortune episode ever made. Mm -hmm. And by minutes, I mean like play for play. And here's yours... For example, you got the answer game show host for 2150, which you spent on a Panasonic color video camera, a sharp 13-inch color TV, a large mohair shawl, and $51 on a GC. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Back up to the mohair shawl. 150 bucks. <laughs> mohair shawl. Well, you only got, you only got 50 bucks left. You know? Yeah, you had to spend it all on the prize room is what it was. That's phenomenal. But here's... Here's here's the thing. Everybody, when you when you had like thirty, forty bucks left or whatever, yep. basically had no choice but to take the ceramic Dalmatian, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah, which you did. I remember seeing it in your house. But but what I did, and I feel like it was unprecedented at the time. I I, I won like four thousand bucks for answering something. It was probably game show host. It was going off the deep end. And going off the there you go. And the first thing I did, first thing I did was take the ceramic Dalmatian. Yeah, you did. I remember. Actually, it was a two hundred thirty-two dollars ceramic Greyhound. Well, it was that much, yeah. And because after all, you can tell people you were on Wheel of Fortune. 
The only way you can prove it is with the ceramic greyhound. That's true. Oh, I think this, there's no. I always thought it was a Dalmatian too because it was black and white spotted. Well, you know who knows. Yeah, I don't know this who this guy is. Andy, or... this is somebody's life. This is super work. weird that someone's doing this. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It is bizarre. Yeah, it, I mean the bonus round for the Cadillac, the Cadillac Seville. Uh, you had. Oh boy. You had like you had four T's and an R. That's so. it. Yeah, you didn't uh, didn't really have a whole lot to go for. I would have not not a whole lot, and I was a little bit tired. I'd been there mm-hmm. all day, and uh, that's my excuse. Oh God! Okay. Well, you know, I had to get up that day like seven in the morning. Now, Sun was in know. my eyes. Sun was in his eyes. The wind never, took it. Never, never. Humidity <laughs> was. So yeah. after after I failed to win the Cadillac, um, yeah, the uh, the. Uh, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty distressed, of course. You know how much I wanted to tool around in that caddy. Sure. But earlier, earlier, the uh, the uh, the contestant who happened to be a classic uh, Minnesota suburban woman with the uh, blonde hair, you know the whole thing, right? She looked so suburban Minnesota, and it was like I'd known her my whole life. And you have to sit through the other shows before you get to yours. Right, sometimes. right. That's what I had to do. So she comes down. They basically spell out the entire answer for her. She gets the Cadillac. So they do this thing at the end. And uh, so Pat, Pat Sajak says, well, I understand you've got a uh, friend in the audience. Um, and she says, yes, I do. It's, uh, it's my, uh, my boyfriend, Jimmy. And, uh, and he says, well, why don't you bring Jimmy down here to join us on stage? Oh, so the crowd God. starts going, yay, and applauding. And all of a sudden it goes from yay to, <gasps> well, Jimmy was a black guy wearing a velour jumpsuit. <laughs> I remember that. Well, <laughs> very stylish. Yeah. Venus flytrap. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest ever. The, yeah, it was Venus flytrap. Oh, speaking of that, Mr. Gelfin, I think the Andy's I know heard it. I don't know if Doug heard it, but uh, the episode of CSI Miami I watched the other night. Did I tell you about yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so let's check this out, Mike. So Channing Tatum, you know him, the actor, Channing Tatum? Oh, sure. He was a very young man, looked to be about 20, 22, maybe 24 years old. He was really, really young, so the episode was a long time ago. And he's a, he's a very handsome young guy, Channing Tatum. He's got his baseball cap on sideways because he's a gangbanger in Miami, right? He's, he's in a gang down there, right? Sure. So he's being interviewed by the cops. Now tell me if they'd use this line that the cops said at the very end. Tell me if they'd use it this day. Okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. So Channing Tatum's going, Man, well, you got to be hassling me all the time. Y'all down here messing with me. I ain't going to put up with y'all much longer. I'll tell y'all that. <laughs> And he pauses, and the cop goes, why don't you cut the minstrel show crap? Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. That's, I didn't know they uh, could ever say that. I, they have. I didn't either. It's like, what? Quentin Tarantino apparently wrote the script. Yeah, apparently QT was yeah, in on the can, deal. He can have the character say anything he wants, apparently. Although I remember Gelfan one time, you anti-Semite. I remember what you said <laughs> to me. Do you remember what you said to me about that Cadillac? Uh, I don't recall, but I, I it, to me, it probably was two words that rhymed. You got it. That's exactly what it was. Do you mind if I say it or should I not say it? No, no, go ahead. It was very funny. 
And he's like pouting because he didn't win the Cadillacs. I said, what the hell? Look at all this great. You got the carpet. You got the, I thought it was a Dalmatian. You got the Dalmatian. You got all this stuff. And he goes, I wanted the Jew canoe. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I just started. Mike is Jewish. He can say that. I said well, you that know, to Gilbert Gottfried on a live KQ oh, spot a few years right. ago. Oh, that's right. I remember that. You put me on with him, and he said, let's play Jew or not a Jew. Let's not, that, yeah, Jew, not that's a not Jew, a yeah. Jew name, but sprint the hall. And it was just, I it remember. went downhill from there. Poor Gilbert. Remember the day, remember the day Gilbert comes in, oh, God. And, uh, and he walks into Studio B, and uh, I'm, sit- I'm sitting there, and... Uh, you know, obviously looking forward to seeing Gilbert. Yep. And uh, he walks in, he looks at me, and he says, he says, uh, you and I must have the same physical trainer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have been cousins. That's true. Mike, have you, have you seen that documentary about Gilbert? No. Oh, it's, it's, quite, it's probably three or four years old, it but is, it's quite yeah. good. Really good. He really, well, like he really so opens up out. a lot of his personal life and his wife and... He hoards uh, shampoo and soap from, from hotels. From hotels, yeah. He's got like suitcases filled of it under his, his bed. house. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. It's a good documentary. Yeah. Gilbert is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Oh, he's very nice. Yeah, he's a very unusual one, but he's a great guy. And what they did to him over that thing in Japan was look. Maybe he should have apologized, but you have to ruin his career over yeah. it. Jesus, well, come on. On the other hand, you know he. He probably, uh, he probably, he probably saw it coming, and but he's a comic, and the joke comes first. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But well, he he did the same thing after nine eleven, didn't he? Yeah, there was an much. airplane crashing into the Empire State joke or something. Something like that. Like that yeah. Well, it was, well, it was, a week it or was two you know considered by comics to be a classic. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It was considered to be a classic at that time. Mike, when do you get back on the on, on the podcast route full time? Well, uh, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've got my agent working on it. So why don't you do Bob? You don't, you, did, Bob did you used to go in to do Bob's show? I know in this building, because we're still in the 1660 West End building, but when he he was over here, you he used oh, to come great. in to now do Now we're going to be mobbed by fans again. Oh, that's true. I, I forgot. I'll call security. Well, yeah, and those are, you know, we're still doing Bob's podcast, Um and I, I, I do the podcast, not that it matters, because people can check it out anytime, obviously, but I do it on Wednesdays with Bob, and then now during the football season, I, I come on on Fridays and, and talk a little football, do a few picks, which generally fail. But, um, <laughs> which generally fail. But they're for entertainment only. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what I do with Bob. So it's not, a, it's not a, like a full-time thing or anything, but I... I certainly enjoy it, and I, you know, I'm still pecking away at the old word processor, and uh, you know, just um, I play the horses, and um, I probably, uh, I probably, you know, I probably just do about about whatever I want to do about various things, you know, and of course the kids and all that. But yeah, yeah I could yeah. do a little more. That's true. You got to come on this show again. You and I got to work. Too. You should come on a morning show again. That, that's what you should do. I just can't get up that early. That's true. Never mind. You, you should do up, this show. Can you stay up that late, though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, stay that used to be 10. what I did, of course. Yep. Toward the end of the morning show, mm-hmm. I just stayed up all night. But you know what? That turns out to be not good for you. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, waking true. up Yeah, waking up at 7 p.m. is not so hot. 
Mike, I will give you the highest compliment I could give anyone. I remember way, way back in the day, and I won't even throw him under the bus, even though it was a huge mistake. One of the powers that be over at KQ wanted to take the show very political, and I remember looking at Gelfand, and Gelfand said to me, this is a huge mistake. And in the long run, we, we got a lot of ratings from it, but in the long run, it almost destroyed my life. But other than that, Mike, everything's good. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate because you know we didn't really need to do it. No, and, we did uh, not. That was a huge mistake. And yeah, I, I think you're right. And you know, people people would maybe listen. The people who listened to the show, I think a lot of people stopped, and probably a lot of people started just to, yeah. just to hear the anger and the fireworks. Yeah, you know? pretty but much. Those aren't the kind of listeners you really want because they're always going to be fickle. Well, not to yes, mention, I mean, what did you have, like a 20 share or something? We had a 30 share, which was yeah. the highest radio station, uh, radio show You had in a 30 America. share, and they decided to change it. That's yes. exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's exactly like, if you got right. a 30 That's share... the problem with middle management. Oh, is they oh, all, they yeah. always oh, think yeah. that they have to do something. Well, there's, yep. there's a very uh, well-known tactic in the corporate world, is that when you submit something to management, you always include one obvious flaw for them to tell you about. Like, you put it in on purpose, so they tell you about it, they feel like they've done their job, they don't feel the need to tamper with everything else that's working. Because they're always going to want to change They something. are, yeah, you're right about that. Well, well that was the thing about, about radio that took me a while, you know, like, meaning like three weeks to learn, because I'd come from, you know, from the newspaper business. And the newspaper business, at the time at least, was very collegial. Everybody talked to everybody about everything, and you could go up to an editor and say, I don't think we should do this, you know. <laughs> In the radio business, you make a suggestion, and uh, the, the uh, general manager, program director, whoever you're talking to, looks up at you and says, any other ideas? Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then you say, uh, no, no, I guess not. <laughs> no, I guess we don't have any other ideas. Well, we only got about two minutes, Mike, So, but, but i gotta, I got to reach out to you because... Yeah, they like maybe on Monday or Thursday. You don't even have to come in. You just call in if you want to. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, once in a while, if you stop in after everybody's vaccinated or whatever the hell, I'd love to see you because I haven't seen you in a couple of years now because of COVID. Yeah, but, uh, crazy. I would think about it. tell your agent to give me a call. We got to get you back on the show. What you what did you like better, Mondays or Thursdays? Um, well, you know, there's there's something to be said for both. Mondays you can talk about the weekend. Thursdays you can talk about what's coming up. Yeah. I think Thursdays are maybe maybe they're a little better because you know nothing happens on Sunday. That's true. Yeah. Other so than the you don't have that lose. much to talk about. Well, if we oh, you you want to tee up a Thursday, but what do we got on Thursdays usually? And we got Dougie Sprinthal, but that first uh, wouldn't you love to have yeah, that? would be great. I don't have to do anything. Okay. Why don't we do that? Why don't we Why don't we see if we can get you on? Uh, this very segment, so it would start at eleven thirty on Thursdays. I think that'd be a great idea. Mike, don't That's take it. That's good time for me. Don't take anything less than two thousand dollars an hour. That's what I get. An hour. That's yeah. My okay. standard rate. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, figured I'm, as much. I thought it was two thousand a year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, well, that's you know, it's it's. I I enjoy it so much that I would do it for free, but maybe a coupon or something. You, you know, a, Tom. You, you know that that when I when I retired after 25 years in the morning show, uh, I did receive a $10 gift certificate from uh, Subway. Well, who stole that to give it to you? Well, you know, I'm imagining it, it, it. Somebody walked into the and got it from the prize closet, in one of those rare moments when the salespeople weren't in there copulating. 
<laughs> Mike Gelfand is back, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have to say. Mike, uh, I will, uh, I will, I will reach out to you if, if we get, we'll take care of you on that Thursday deal. Um, good. We'll get you. We'll get you a Cadillac. That'll be good. No, figure out figure out how much you need to do it. I would love to have you back on the show, man. I have it. It was very enjoyable for me today, and I always enjoyed your company. and And I will never forget you said this is a bad idea, and I look back and go, Mike was a hundred percent right. It was a terrible idea. And I got well, a lot more in radio now too. You'd really love radio now, Mike. Oh my God. Yeah, pr- probably not. But, probably I'll, but I'll tell you, not. Tom, it's it's uh, it's always great talking to you. I feel the same. And way. you know the the yeah we we had some moments, but those moments had passed, you know, long before I retired. Oh yeah, there's no question about. It. Well, there was a lot of pressure having the highest rated morning show in America. My God, there was a lot of pressure in that era. Yeah, and you, uh, luckily for me, you, you, it was probably mostly on you, so. Oh, so I took all the punches. Yeah, don't worry about my feelings. Well, I didn't even know anything about ratings. I never did. I never paid any attention. Good move. Good move, man. All right, I will reach out to you, and we'll get you back on. Thank you, sir. I, you know we love you, pal. You know that. Oh, I love you too, Tom. All right, thanks, Michael. Great. Mike Gelfand coming back on Thursdays, baby. We'll have Thursdays with with Gelfand and Sprinthal. This is going to be awesome. You got to have them on car selling secrets one oh, time yeah. too. Just, <laughs> just for the hell of talk us. about you know the Jew canoe, yeah. whatever. I still can't believe he said that. He looked and he looked at me like, "What do you think of that?" <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he when he was buddies with Jack Lucking, he made some videos. I think KQ made them. But there's one that you can find on the internet where Jack's trying to teach him how to sell cars, and Brittany is plays a customer. Really? Yeah, it's really funny, actually. Oh, I love Brittany, too. She's another one. Love and she Brittany. had to be like eight. She was probably an intern. She back was then. 17. Oh, was she? Yeah, 17, she was 17, 17 or 18 yep. years old, and he's hitting on her and being all smarmy. It's pretty funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> we got to come back because Car Selling Secrets is up next. In fact, your guest just joined the chat room. So Excellent. We're going to take a very short break. Very short. All right. All right. We'll be back.